you uh, that you have given us your word as a help and that your Holy Spirit is here today for us as a guide. Lord, that your love for us is faithful. It is every day. It is unstoppable. It, it, it is all powerful. I thank you that that is who you are. Help us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. So in the next few minutes, I want to um, turn to Psalm 91. Uh, and I would encourage you, um, if you had to miss last week, last week we talked, uh, I spent some time talking about the Psalms. Where did they come from? What are they? And so if you had to miss last Sunday, please uh, listen to that, cityharborchurch.com or various podcast apps. Uh, Psalm 91 is what I want to turn to. And I want to start by a focus on the first two verses. Okay, and I've put the, the first two verses on the screen uh, to help us this morning. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I will declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. It's the first two verses of Psalm 92. Um, this is one of my favorite verses, one of uh, a very meaningful verse uh, to me. And um, this past week, I was asked on Monday morning to um, share my testimony and the good news of Jesus and make a, a salvation call. And I was just blessed um, as I cried for days before just thinking about my story, my journey. And um, there were people, good Christian adults who gave up on me with good reason. And I found safety in God. And as a teenager, hours of walking by myself and and talking to God and listening to God, and my relationship with God is shaped by that. And the scriptures have been very helpful. And and this is one that was very helpful and very meaningful to me. And um, my parents would uh, once a year take us to the Oregon coast, the Pacific Ocean, uh, which as a result has become really meaningful to me uh, because uh, it was there during some difficult times. And I, I personally connect with God outdoors more than indoors. Uh, now, sometimes I have a hard time. I get distracted walking around here because I know so many people in the neighborhood and out their dogs and stuff. And so I do pray inside to avoid distraction. But for me in my life, connecting with God outside is, has been a little bit easier than uh, inside. Sorry, we'll tell the computer to wait an hour before restarting. Okay. Um, so this is a picture of my favorite beach uh, on the Oregon coast at the Pacific Ocean, Cape Kowanda, where the, the dory boats come in um, and has been seen on a variety of, of TV shows and different things. And uh, I don't have time to, to tell a variety of the stories of why this is meaningful to me, but so thankful that on vacation this year, I got a chance to go there. And uh, one of the things that happens when I go there is you don't, you don't see it in this picture but the Pacific Ocean is violent, and when, when the, especially when the tide is coming in, the waves are big. Uh, Californian surfers come up to Oregon, they put on these wetsuits because it's so cold, uh, to surf real waves because they don't have them in California. <laughs> look, look up your surfing websites, you will find this to be true. You'll find this to be true. 
But the violence of the waves, to me, has become a reminder that I couldn't have created any of this. In fact, that no human that I interacted with could have created any of this. In fact, the fact that humans are pretty much useless at trying to control it proves that there must be a creator. So everything we see has had a beginning. There is a creator, there is a God who is faithful, who loves us. And so for me, this place is a place that helps me be reminded. It's a, it's a safe place. Maybe you, you have had in your life a safe place. Well, this for me is a safe place. Where my, like, my whole being just feels changed, feels altered, feels different. It's a place where I'm reminded that those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest. I want to talk just briefly about finding rest. Now, first of all, it's important for us to understand that this whole song is written in a specific context. It's a song for people that had a relationship with a certain God, the one true living God. It's a song that is written by people and for people who had accepted this God's intent for personal relationship. And so this is a song really that's about the benefits of a close personal relationship with God. They'd seen miracles in God winning their freedom from enemies. They had seen the promises of God used as tools of defense. As we make God our safe place, we will not be overcome by the evil of this world. When we call on God, He will answer. God will rescue those who love Him. God will be with people whose trust is in Him. Just in these first two verses, there are four names of God that are used that are very important that you wouldn't pick up the meaning of by reading them in English. It starts with Elion, the Most High. There is no one above. There is no one that transcends. There is no one that is greater than that God. And then it's El Shaddai. The Almighty. There is no one that is stronger than. There is no one that is greater than, above, that transcends, that is stronger than. The one true living God. No one. And then we have the name of Yahweh. In this, just in these first two verses, in this list of four names of God. The Creator, the Giver of Life who fulfills promises, the God who said, I am. Meaning, this is the one true living God who is, who was, and who will forever be. This is the God who will always be, who is forever unchanging. Our Redeemer, the one who is beyond our ability to completely and accurately describe. Indescribable. And the name Elohim. The mighty God, the the righteous judge, meaning when we have found life to not be fair, the one to whom we can come. The God who is a spirit. What we see in these first two verses is this, this call by the songwriter for us to sit down under the protective roof of God. 
We had a lot of rain this week, and I was thankful for a couple of roofs. Am I the only one? I mean, I mean, I like to dance in the rain. I like to play in the rain. But we wouldn't have gotten to play sports when I was a kid in Portland, Oregon, if not for being out in the rain. But sometimes you want to dry off. And sometimes life feels more like a hailstorm than a light, gentle drizzle. So this is a call to sit down under the protective roof of where the enemy doesn't know your location, where you can abide, where literally in the original language where you can stay overnight through the period of danger. You can stay in a safe place and outlast the period of danger. That's what is described in these first two verses. And so when we talk about finding rest, but you'll see on the screen, we're looking, talking about finding the personal, the, the benefits of a close personal relationship with God. And, and this psalm talks a lot about trust, to be confident in, to rely on this God, and specifically to not be suspicious of. Now, this is a very difficult aspect of trust because we get hurt by humans. And the easiest thing for us to do is then to treat other humans with prejudice, Right? I once got up by a person, I once got beat up by a person who looked like you. And so now all y'all must not be good. Right? I once felt judged by people who had a college degree, so I want nothing to do with them. I once found out that somebody with money had got it by cheating and stealing, so everybody who has money must be like that. Well, if we're not careful, we will do the same thing to God. We will treat God prejudging God. As though God were human. But that's unfair. That's worse than racist. You feel me? Because God is not human. God has not failed you. Now God might not be the genie in the bottle that you had wanted in life. And life may not have turned out the way that you wanted it to be. And that's why when we see the devil quote this psalm when tempting Jesus to throw himself off the top of the roof. So that he would, in a miraculous way, test God. And so that see that, that God's angels would rescue Jesus in a supernatural way. And gain the political following and, and, and the lust for power that the devil thought that Jesus wanted. Jesus said, no, you will not test God. Jesus, even in his use of this psalm, shows that we don't treat God like a superstition, like rubbing the lamp for a genie. And God, now you're going to do what I want. No. No, we got to let God be God. And we need to come honestly. And our trust issues, we need to ask God for help. God, help me. I believe that you are who you said you are, and yet... I I don't believe, and yet I struggle, and yet I have doubt, and yet I have fear, and yet I've experienced some bad stuff. And yet it's hard for me to not be suspicious of you. But literally, even just in these first two verses, that's a part of the language of the song. Throughout the song, when it talks about finding rest by drawing near, by getting close to God, that's the kind of relationship that it's talking about that we would not be suspicious of. Confidence believer may have through all manner of danger, challenges to come to peace. It's saying, God, will you be my guide? Like Chris, who this week guided kids, including Josh, who you see in the picture, through the ropes course and the zip line, telling kids... It's going to be okay. 
I've been this way before. I've done this. It's fun. It's safe. You're going to be okay. This finding rest in God by drawing close to God is this kind of relationship where you allow God to be your guide. Where you allow God to help you come to a place of peace, a place of rest, a place where you can have a sense of adventure in life. Where you realize God's not up there with a stick waiting to hit you if you fail, but in sense, in, instead wants you to have a sense of adventure with this. That there can be joy in life. They'd be like, hey, let's try some stuff. Where God can be your guide. Now in two minutes, I'm going to give you five suggestions of what to do. How to find rest in God. Are you ready to listen fast? Okay. How do we find rest in this kind of a relationship with God? Well, first you've got to get close to God. On the inside of you, you've got to draw near. And that... What we don't find in the scripture is any stories of people that were passive learners, passive followers of God. In fact, what we find is the opposite, only active learners. And so it requires of you that you become an active learner, that you learn about God. What are your questions? Identify them, and then let's pursue those answers. What what kind of, who is this one true living God? Read. Read. Engage your whole person. Write down the stuff that you learn and reflect on what you've learned. And then have a moment in your day, in your week, where you stop and you take a really deep breath. What is it that I have learned that is true about God? There's no way you can apply this psalm for this song to be meaningful to you without doing that. Get close. Second, pray your worship. Jesus gives his followers the key for prayer. Luke 11, Matthew 6, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's a a pattern for us, a power tool for us to use, a way for us to start the day, to end the day, with the start of our prayer time being by describing how God is good. We talked about this last week. This is very important. Whether you like to sing or not, Your prayer must start with some statement of truth. God, I thank you that I have this breath, and then that one, and then that one. Something. Pray your worship. Pray your adoration. This is how, and I wish I had 45 minutes to unpack this. This is how we can use his promises as our protection, like the psalm describes. Third, get close, pray your worship, and third, follow Here's what I mean by this. You gotta follow God. You, you may have found that God, God and Jesus used this example of us and our relationship with God as sheep. I, you may or may not know this, but ancient people knew about bats. Jesus could have said bats, which have echolocation, which are pretty cool creatures, which in my house, my house, we love creepy crawly things and snakes and all sorts of, you know, we love fish, we love all sorts of things. Bats are kind of cool, and bats use echolocation. You know what echolocation is? Bats like, you know, they make, they, Okay, most of you, so that's good. But Jesus used the example of sheep. Did you know that sheep don't have echolocation? 
We can't follow the shepherd when we're always the one talking. It was so nice, I'll say it twice. We can't follow the shepherd when we're always the one that's talking. He has already spoken. Do you know what he has said? If I want to follow him, if I want to have a healthy relationship for God, I need to get myself comfortable with what he has said so that I can pull it out and I say, on this subject, God has said that. Do you know that there are 3,000 verses about what God has to say about the poor? 3,000. God has spoken. If I'm going to follow, then I'm going to follow in a healthy relationship. God, the Holy Spirit, is going to bring conviction of some sin. He's going to say, hey, why don't you stop doing that? And why don't you start doing this? I can't draw close and I can't find rest in my being. And for some of us, addiction is fueled by something deep down underneath that needs to be repaired. For some of us, depression and anxiety is fueled every day by something that needs to be healed. Some place where we need to come to rest. It is not God's intention for you to struggle like that every day. God wants you to come to a place of freedom, of healing. And sometimes he will do a miracle in a moment. And many times it's a daily invitation to come into a relationship with him. And a healthy relationship with him means that when God says, hey, walk this way, stop doing that, start doing this, I say yes. God, I did it. Oh, I did it again. God, please forgive me. And I can have a laugh. I can have a joy even in repenting because now I have come to choose to believe that God will forgive. God will restore. God will lift me up. God will give me strength. Follow him. Healthy relationship with him. Number four, team up. Walk with those who are following God. Ask somebody else, hey, how how do I find rest? How do I find rest in my relationship with God? Look around this room. You're surrounded by people who care about you. People who have your best intentions in mind. Ask somebody else for help. Team up. Number five, help others. Someone will come along and say to you, why are you at rest? This is going to happen to you. Somebody's going to come alongside you and say, I I don't get it. With all this going on in our world, with all that's going on in your life, why are you at rest? There's not a single person in this room that God doesn't want to help someone else. Allow me to just close by reading you a few verses. We'll close in prayer. Psalm 27, verse 5. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Psalm 32, verse 7. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. Psalm 121, verse 5. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. Isaiah 25, verse 4. You are a tower of refuge to the poor, O Lord, a tower of refuge to the needy in distress. You are a refuge from the storm and shelter from the heat. 
So I was praying this week over the family of little Taylor who lost her life. This one I think is so important in closing today for us to have a good focus. Because this is about you. And this is, Isaiah had so many revelations about Jesus the coming Messiah. And what would happen in the new covenant. And that's what this is talking about. Look, a righteous king is coming. And honest princes will rule under him. That's you. Each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm. Like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a parched land. This is who we are. A safe place to find and follow Jesus. God has called you. Isaiah had this revelation. God refreshes those who refresh others. God wants you to draw close to Him. To find rest in Him. To find a refreshing that is supernatural so that you can give it away to someone else. Will you stand with me and we'll close in prayer. Christian, come come and play. Just as I close in prayer, if you're here and, and you need that rest in God, I just want you to lift your hand to identify your need. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to you. God, we come to you in need. Lord, we get weary, tired, weak, broken, hurt, lonely, angry, tired. Lord, we need You, Your presence. We want to find rest in You. God, today, even in our doubt, even in our questions, we choose to believe that You are the one true living God. We choose to believe that there is a supernatural rest that we can find in you. God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, you'd come by your Holy Spirit with your refreshing. Lord, each person that's raised their hand, that you would pour your spirit out on them, that they would find rest in you, peace in you, refreshing in you, Lord, in a miraculous way today, in the name of Jesus, you'd pour it out. Oh God, the Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here as our comforter, our advocate, our guide, the one who can lead us to say, walk this way. It's fun, it's safe, it's good. We thank you that that's who you are today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Say, just please, if you, if you want prayer still, just don't leave. Just reach out, grab somebody and have them pray for you. Come on, let's, and, and maybe today if you want to have conversations, why don't we move them to the back of the room by the refreshment table. Let's just kind of leave this as a spot where we can pray for each other and love on each other. Everybody needs a word of encouragement. Everybody. We're human. Welcome to the club. Right? I love you today. I'm so glad to see you today. It's good. So let's leave this as a spot of of prayer this morning. God bless you. Have a great week. Grace and peace to you.